0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app our participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, and uh, yes, well, uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is awkward. This is definitely... Um I haven't really thought about what i was going to say uh please edit this part out as well i'm going to start again in a second thank you for downloading that uh, no 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 this is going to just stay in isn't it so gents you uh, know as our introduction we're going to carry on with a feature we started a couple of weeks back now uh it's uh nick's son will has got a question for the panel uh, every week it's a good question this week if the Homesdale radio panelists ruled football which we should I think everyone agrees, how would we make refs more consistent? well there we go who's gonna answer that question first shall I give my little two penneth worth uh, yeah. I think I think the thing about referees is it's about accountability. I think they should like no, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna put a uh, football manager, in front of the press to explain mistakes and errors and all that kind of stuff. Just have a referee explain why he made the decision he made. Don't make it a witch hunt, but just say, ref, here's the incident you called. Why did you call it the way you did? And if they had to do that every week, they'd soon think a lot more about the way they're behaving, I think. That's my opinion. What do you think, Alex?
2: Oh, I I agree on the accountability Part. Um, I think maybe a scoring system, point system that's released. Uh, um, every week. Um, and then we could see, uh, which referees have uh are you know are um I've been, uh you know judged um in you know who are and look good and which referees are struggling and then maybe you can have like a point system. Look at the top two referees. They
3: have
2: that. Do they? Yeah, but that's they not have, exactly.
3: They have It's not broadcasted, is it? They have, they not, have adjudi- not... Every referee has an adjudicator sitting in the crowd.
2: It's not publicised.
3: <clears throat> well, that's why is they it... get. That's why if they have a nightmare, they get kicked out.
1: But I think. But... I think. By Malik, Alex is making this, if you make it public, it's uh, it might have a bit more of an impact because it's a bit of a closed shop, isn't it? The old repeat the yeah. match game officials thing. Joe, so oh, have clubs... you still got that? You still got that idea about old ladies, have you?
3: Yeah. So... And but then then you get clubs suing. If if it co- if it costs a club to go down. Let's say a club goes out the Premier League on a ref's decision. he gives a penalty when it wasn't. It was a dive. Quite clearly, he saw the dive. Gives it. No one overturns it. And he get, and that team lose 1-0 and, and they lose. All they needed was a draw. You know, we've been in that position where we needed a draw or yeah, a win. Yeah, but well,
1: you, could, you, draw. you could sue what now if they could sue them. It's, I don't see why that would change it. Uh, sooner, always, sooner or
3: later, yeah. things in football, like, you know, like Bosman came along. He sued and that was it. It changed football forever. You Eventually, something will happen. Where the referee will become accountable and and get sued or the FA will be sued for 50 million or 70 million or whatever it is by a a club, especially if they don't come back up. I also
2: like the idea of um, also having extra officials. So have extra officials behind the goal. So I know people didn't like those officials that that were by the uh, goal line. But the great thing about them is they're able to see fouls in the box. But then, obviously, if you look at the most the rule change at the moment with the you know instant punishment of defenders holding um, attackers in, in in the box, maybe they're not needed now. But I was a big fan of them previously.
1: I don't think you know is a, a it's a different one to call Patrick. You know, uh, obviously, people talk about technology being potentially used, but you know, I don't know. I still think accountability will have a, have a bigger effect. What do you think?
4: i've got a few things one definitely uh technology it works um over here with american football baseball hockey most of the major sports here have uh, even basketball have uh video replay have a fourth official someone where if there's a controversial controversial call he can not over overrule it but just inform the referee they made a mistake secondly have the referees uh, teams have travel travel every match the same so you have the same four guys the a r center ref and the fourth official they do all matches together they get to know each other better they can rotate the four the four people but they all should basically work as a team next have the referees talk after the matches to talk about controversial decisions i don't see why they they don't talk because by not talking we always have these huge pub discussions about you know why did he make that particular call why wasn't this call? Cool. and then the last thing is simplify the rules they're too complicated the offside rule i don't understand anymore i used to understand it a lot when i was a kid when i played but now it's too complicated, passive, aggressive. I don't, I don't get it. And the handball rule is too um, subjective. Object, subjective. Basically, anybody touchable with a hand is a handball because if you're going to tell me he moved his arm, his arm is it's ridiculous. If he's a handball, it's not a handball. So things like that would work for me.
1: There you go. A lot. A bit but of a, that's me. Yeah. So that's a very serious response to a very serious question from Will. But I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> are they not trying something in America at the moment?
4: Yes, where they are. It? Thank you. I'll tell you, Joe. They have actually um, they've um, trialed in the lower divisions. I think it's called the USO, which is like the have into like League Two or League One. Video. So the referee, if he has a decision like a penalty kick, he's not sure about where where the player was. He can go. He runs basically runs to the sideline and watches again on video. And I actually went to a match because a kid of mine I coached plays in that division. Where he changed the call, he called a free kick, edge of the box, went back, ran over, saw it, called a penalty kick, changed the entire game. So it has been trialled over here. So we'll see. Ooh, what I, it, that. I it, like that. Did it? Did it
1: work? I mean, was it? Was it slow it was, anything it was down? It,
4: it, was, it was. It was honestly, Chris. It was a couple of minutes. It wasn't bad. I felt bad. It was against the kids. It was against the kids' team, Louisville City. It was against him, his team. I so I felt badly, but bad. but it was definitely a penalty kick. So it was the so, right thing to do. It really was. So, so, uh,
1: so they, can they do it for any decision, or or do they do it for specific See, types of decisions?
4: Specific type. Like I said, penalties. Uh, let me think what else they had it for. It was penalty kicks, uh, off uh, certain type, you know, goals. Like if it's, uh, you know, obviously they're going on like technology to have that. But, um, if you know, goals, uh, if a ball went up Red a player. Cars, yes. Red say again? Red card. Offside. Cars. Red cards, yes. Ref cards. Obviously, if it was, a, if they think it was a certain type of a tackle. But yeah, it's again, it's just started this season, Chris. I like the the idea of it. I don't. Again, it didn't slow it down that particular match, but I think it's going it's, it's a thing that's gonna come. FIBA has to do something better, Chris. The referees are just, they just poor all around, especially in our wonderful English Premier League. Interesting.
1: Well, we'll see if that uh, catches on. Uh, we're going to end this with uh, with a joke from Slackbot since Nick's not here this week, and you you ask Slackbot slack bot for this earlier patrick but i'm going to steal it and read it out it says what's the best part about living in switzerland not sure but the flag is a big plus i like that that's good it's a good joke because a flag is a big plus isn't it is very funny this is actually <laughs> is a big plus
3: Never a good one you have to explain it Ooh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so let's leave that there enjoy the show
0: about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Optus stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match Day with FanDuel and just for Homestale radio listeners, we've got an extra special offer right now. When you sign up, use the promo code Palace. That means if you don't make money in your first contest, jewel will refund your entry fee up to £10. So go to FanDuel.co.uk and use the promo code Palace to grab the offer now. What are you waiting for? Terms apply. Over 18s only. Please play responsibly.
1: Hello, and welcome to a very happy Homestar Radio. I am your host, Chris Hambling, and I'll be guiding you through our review of a Thumping Palace win against Stoke City. Alan Pardew's rejuvenated side smashed Mark Hughes' ailing team four goals to one with James Tompkins, Scott Dan, James McCarver, and Andros Townsend with goals. Not Androids Townsend as my iPad has auto-corrected to. I don't know who Androids Townsend is. To so have your say, head to hroradionet forward slash contact for all the ways to get in touch today and I'll be revealing our presenting team after this short message
0: homesdale radio sponsored by fanduel.co.uk the next generation of fantasy football
1: right i am joined by mr joe holyoke hello hello joe uh mr alex Penge, is it your first first show of the season yeah yeah first appearance of the season hello good to be back guys happy days happy days we also have mr patrick o'connor
4: buongiorno
1: and if you're very, very observant, you can also hear the clicks of producer Mikey Fairley, who has forgotten to mute his microphone. What an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot that that man is.
3: <laughs> Silent C.
1: There we go. his is fourth forgotten. word we've ever heard him speak on whole radio. No, I've never heard it. Never believe, heard him speak. Can you believe it? Of the three previous words, we're all beginning with C. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Absolutely true as well. Wish that was a joke. <laughs> Anyway, before we get into the uh, talking points of the match, just a few little bits of admin for you. I'll say a few, probably just the one, really. The Football Blogging Awards are now open. If you're listening to this live or on the podcast via our website, then please click the banner above the player and tweet the message. If you're not listening via our website, can you please visit holradio.net forward slash FBA to vote. Uh, last year we were finalists and we'd love to reach the final again, especially as a few more of us can make the uh, event in Manchester this year. And we just desperately want to go and have a massive piss up and cause some trouble. So there you go. Uh, please do, do do that for us uh, if you appreciate what we do. And hopefully you do if you're tuning in. Uh, so that's really, that's all my administration for today. So we get right into talking about the game. So we're going to begin, as we did last week, with a um, with a phone call from a, a listener that was uh, done a little bit earlier today. And this is, uh, this is a, a friend of mine, James Marshall, who we spoke to earlier about his views uh, from the game as he was travelling home. We're joined by James Marshall, a Palace fan and uh, fellow Arthur Waite season ticket holder. Uh, James, welcome. Uh, definitely for the first time. This is in no way the second recording we've done. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's no, just no, keep that. No, no. Why would we have done two two recordings? Uh, no so, way, no, way. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. So, look, great, great result today. Uh, what did you make of the performance?
5: Again, yeah, I thought um, all the players putting their shit today. I thought they were all brilliant. Can't fault anyone. Um, it, it, a lot different to what we've had previously, especially the end of last season. Um, but yeah, again, like, it's, it's enjoyable to watch. It's brilliant. You sat there first time. For a long time, I can remember, I've, sat, I've stood in the stand and thought, you know what, I'm not nervous, I'm not frustrated, it's enjoyable to watch, it's brilliant, really, really enjoyable today.
1: I'm going to throw you a curveball. What was different today? What was, what do you think was the difference? Again, I'm not sure, I think,
5: uh, it, might, it might be um, a far shout, but maybe the FA Cup hangover might still be uh, over us a little bit. I think, you know, it meant a lot to everyone, players and fans, having, you know, got to the stage... Obviously at the end of last season where we weren't doing well in the league and I think probably at the beginning of the season it was still sort of hanging over us a little bit but I think we've got it settled now we've brought in some really good signings I think um, yeah we, we, I think that's the turning point now I think we'll push on and do quite well the season hopefully
1: yeah, certainly need another party run of form don't we but um, what, what did you think before the game was it a game that you thought we were going to come out and win or or, or was this well, that- a real shock <laughs>
5: Yeah, as you know, more than ever. He's obviously a shock to score four goals at home. But um, uh, as a Palace fan, you don't expect much. You know, you you expect a good performance and to be frustrated, like I said. But I definitely expect 4-1. I thought maybe 2-1, maybe 1-0. But 4-1 is a brilliant result. Brilliant.
1: So, uh, a lot of debate on on Twitter and what have you about whether or not to call MacArthur man of the match or to call Andrews Townsend man of the match. If you had to pick one of the two, where would you go? I'd
5: probably edge towards MacArthur. Um, like I said earlier, it's hard to pick a man of the match. I thought they were all brilliant today. Uh, like I said, everyone put their shift in. A few people in the pub said MacArthur. I think MacArthur would be brilliant. But again, like I said, everyone everyone put their oh. shift in. It, I don't know how anyone, anyone um, could choose a man of the match today.
1: No, say it's nice. It's nice to have that problem. Certainly, um, well, Sky Sky really did give it to to Andros Townsend, although, and he, he did have a great game. He was all over the pitch. What did you make of Townsend today? Best performance in the palace shirt?
5: Yeah, definitely, really good performance from him. Uh, again, I, said, um, I think if you gave me the option now, Belassi or Townsend, I'll, I'll take Townsend every day, and that's not, not taking anything away from Belassi. You know, he's great for us. He put he put a shift in most you know near enough every grade, but. Um, you know I think if you if you look at the two players I mean, uh, uh, Townsend was a bargain I think we've got to take that I think that's a brilliant signing along with Ben Take, absolutely amazing
1: yeah Ben Take, you mentioned there obviously he didn't score today it was amazing considering we scored four but led the line brilliantly didn't
5: he yeah he's a class player absolute class he holds for up well he's not very selfish obviously the goals will start coming for him he um, he, he scored a goal Millsborough great cross from Zahao obviously and yeah he, he scores them goals and he'll get loads this season and yeah, it did be brilliant.
1: Okay, may final bit for you. There was some interesting comments on Twitter about the defensive performance today. A few people saying we look very shaky at times, a bit nervous. What did you think?
5: I, I, there was not one point that I was nervous about the defence. I, I may have missed a few bits, as you quite know what I do. <laughs> uh, but um, as far as I don't know, I thought I said, everyone put their shift in today, so... Yeah, I can't fool
1: anyone, in my opinion. Okay, mate. Well, thanks for that. Well, we'll certainly get into that debate uh, off the back of this call. So much appreciate your time, James. And uh, I'll catch up with you soon, much. mate. Cheers. Good,
5: cheers, mate.
1: Thank you very much, Bye. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. A few good points in there. We're going we're gonna to come back to you later on, particularly talking about the value we got from Andros Townsend. Now he's putting a performance like that, we can see really what he can bring to the side. But if I may, I will start us on the the issue of the defence because. In a, in a day of huge huge positives, I've just I picked it up as the one sort of minor negative, if you like, that people felt we were a little shaky. I'm going to start with you, Patrick, if I may, and then we'll we'll move on to to the other I'll get some other views on that. Um, were you, were you a little bit fearful of the defense? Can you see what people are saying when they were they were a little bit critical? And we'll have a look at the lineup when we're talking about this as well.
4: Well, Chris, as far as the lineup concerned, you know, Tompkins started his first match with Dan in the Premier League, and I thought he did. He was, I mean, they don't have a relationship yet, obviously, because they haven't played together. So I was a little concerned um, about the change. Again, I understand everybody want to get dame after last week's performance, but uh, I thought Tom did okay. Um, the fullbacks concern me. Um, I've always I've always been a big advocate of having Suarez in the because of his speed. It makes up for some mistakes that we have, and um, we didn't have him today, obviously. I thought Ward was in and out today. He had some good moments. He had some poor moments. So Kelly was pretty solid, actually, all the way around. So... Um, the funny thing is, though, when Damo came in second in the second half, you know, he put the diagonal in early. But after that, he actually made some really good um, defensive covering yeah. tackles. So it was funny how, um, actually, Damo came in and actually he played, He looked better than he did last week.
1: Yeah, it's funny. A in his post-match uh, press conference referred to Damo as a legend and said it was great to have a legend to come back in.
4: So, <laughs> a uh, legend?
1: Really? Yeah, as soon as Tompkins was injured. But that that shows you the, the difficulty he's obviously got in in trying to get Tompkins in and I think the injury sort of it's almost gave him a problem in that he said like now's the time for for Tompkins to step in front of Delaney all of a sudden he needs Delaney again after 45 (laughs) minutes it's a bit of a tough one to manage but yeah the fullbacks are certainly a a point of discussion but in terms of selection Alex we didn't really have too many uh, more options did we with Soiree out and um, you know Ward has been suffering form-wise hasn't he? yeah not
2: uh, not really i think it's if you look at the back four every single one of them are right footed so it's going to be it's not a lot of balance there but there's nothing we can do really we didn't bring in another full back in 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 the summer and and you know we've seen kelly do a good job um, at left back um, and ward you know done a good job at left back in a couple of seasons ago so it it made sense really um i, I i'm i was impressed actually with kelly i thought kelly conducted himself very well today um, you know, he, he's a lot better going forward than Ward in my opinion, um, he just he just has those moments but yeah, I, I you know, I, but then saying that the whole back four had their moments today, I think there was one occasion in the first half, there were five minutes of madness where we made three errors at in, in one, in one stage, I think it was Tompkins tried making a clearance in it, it brought Boney into the game yeah. um, and then I think we saw Dan make a little error and then Ward made a little error in that period. So. I don't think it was plain sailing. Um, if we look at it from a defensive perspective, I still think there are some errors and some some creases that need to be ironed out there. Uh, but it was an
1: improvement. Would you go along with that, Joe? You're you're a man who can u- usually spot uh, spot the faults in a in a situation. Is that fair? I think mean, that's fair. Um, you know, any point were you nervous of the way the defence was playing?
3: No, not nervous. But you could. Uh, I think Patrick just hit the nail on the head. I felt. Um... Ward was definitely in and out, but it's very hard to, to criticise when you just smash someone 4-1. I don't know if people were saying, oh, you know, it's the poorest, Stoke team come down here for years. The Premier League side, you still got to beat them. How many times have we said that? You know, when Sunderland hadn't won away from home in eight months, come down to us last year, beat us. <laughs> I mean, it's just just ridiculous. So you've got to put, you know, you've got to smash whatever's in front of you. And today was one of those where... You know, as at times we were, we were, and I'm not even going to say I shouldn't use this word, but we were scintillating at times. Yeah, that, those yeah. that first ten minutes was probably up there for me in in as good as I've seen in ten years. Um, you know, they made they made some some very half decent players, and they've got some half decent players who look very average. You know, um when did you, you talk Ward,
1: about
3: this? But Ward had, had uh an Outlavich to, to, to deal with and he, I'm telling you now, if if ever we had the chance, my own personal opinion this is have, we had the chance to buy him, I would have him every day of the week. And I thought so Ward was although he was in and out, you know, he he had a good bat on his hand the whole the whole game. Um so and, and to score the goal we had to come in into the centre instead of being out wide.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I, I will say a little bit more on the defence in a minute. And some of the stuff you mentioned in there about the attacking play I'll be honest, that's probably what we'll focus the majority of our review on because there's a load I want to talk about with that. And I'm sure you guys do as well, as well as, as, well as everyone listening at home. But uh, but you, it's interesting you, you pointed that out. That's not really something that I, I thought about, the, the, the opponent that the Ward was facing. Um, but i also like to point out the difference between how we... Uh, put pressure on the fullbacks and how Stoke did. They, you know, we swapped wings and we gave. We never let their fullbacks settle. Both Zaha and Townsend gave both fullbacks all sorts of problems. They didn't know which way to turn really. But you're right. Ward did a pretty decent job against a very very tricky opponent. But I felt I actually put a bit of a jinx on Ward because although he had that air shot, I was I sat there thinking to myself, you know, he's other than the air shot, which really put us under a bit of pressure. He's actually he, he looks a bit more secure. And the second I thought that. <laughs> he, he just absolutely he had an absolute mare for ten minutes, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, fair enough, I've ruined that." But I, I tell you what, I, I don't want to sort of turn this into a witch hunt on Joel Ward because we have talked about him quite a lot of late. But it's just for me, it's just that little thing in possession when he gets the ball at his feet. He does, you know, he's never never under control with that first touch. It always takes a couple of touches. It's just he's almost having to think about it. We talked before about players having the yips. If you remember rightly, we're talking about Wayne since Hennessy he got married. Really- yeah, everyone keeps bringing that up. It's, it's a off. weird, weird correlation, isn't it? But, so he's a witch hunt? Nah, nah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> he's, he's all right. You know, he's he's a he's a he's a consistent performer. But I, I worry that well, he certainly I don't think he's developed the way we thought he would. Because his first season in the Premier League was was excellent. He looked like he was going to go from strength to strength. But maybe he's just reached his uh, reached the, the sort of peak that he's capable of. And you know, if, if I was looking at that back four that's probably the area i'd like to see us strengthen if i'm being completely honest there you go it, uh, kelly kelly was was an interesting one for me today again he does perform well at left back you know it's interesting we also have that think this idea in our head that ward can play better at left back than kelly can which obviously the manager doesn't share are we all happy with that you know would you would you want to swap those full backs at all do you think alex uh I, you know i
2: I, to be honest i think i would rather see him the other other way around but then after kelly's performance today and and how well ward's played today compared to how he's played previously you know this season and last season i think you've got to keep it how it is um because you know i'm not i'm not one wards biggest fan either and i do think we've gone to the next level now in terms of you know looking at the personnel we've brought in And i do think that right back is the next part of the team where we're gonna we're gonna spend big on uh, when I say it's big, I, sp- I say we're going to spend, you know, less over five million pounds on on bringing a bringing a new player in because you know we can't just keep relying on um, you know like Zaha and Townsend to to you know get us out of you know sticky sticky games and um, I think you, sometimes you need uh, those fullbacks uh, like like um, somebody similar to to Suare um, overlapping um, and uh, giving sort of the wingers a bit of a break.
1: Um, All right, yeah, Patrick, your last word on the defence.
4: Yeah, um, one of the things I noticed, Chris, is that um, there seems to be a dearth of really good fullbacks in the Premier League in in general. I was watching the Man United game this morning and I noticed that Valencia plays right back for Man United. I mean, Valencia is just not a right back. And um, just the the thing about Ward is that I thought Ward played his best under Pulis. And I think the reason was because Pulis never really made him go forward. I think since Pods came in and wants to get, you know, the the backs pushing forward more, I think Joel's having a real hard time adjusting to that, and I think that's what's made him kind of exposed. I think when he's just a stay-home defending-only fullback, he's fine. I think to get him involved more going forward, even though he can score a goalie once in a while, I think that's really kind of hurt him.
1: No, that's... that's no, I do. I do think that. Yes, yeah. now probably a good place to, to lead that, because I'm sure it's something we'll come back to uh, in, in future shows. But... Um... Yeah, so look, I do. I do agree with the general consensus that um, that if we were to pick something something out as a negative, that perhaps the defence did look a little shaky. But look, we, we've come out of a really poor run, um, and we put a couple of decent performances, and more importantly, got a couple of wins in a row now. And um, I think that will settle down, just like you saw our passing settle down today and our attacking place settle down today. Um, and I felt a lot of that went through our man Jason Punchen. Um there's Get some, in. Some, there's some stats that we'll uh, we'll bring up in a bit. I'm sure you'll be delighted with Patrick because uh, please, please. both you and I looked at those earlier. Um, but the the uh, tweet came in earlier. Let me just dig out who it came from. The tweet came in uh, earlier. I think it was Warren Warren AJB who said it. Perhaps um, he said that they were talking about all game that without Kabai, Punchin is a better player, and that's that's a very interesting point. So let's let's start with that. Patrick, is is that the case?
4: It's a great question. I'm not really sure. Um, it, I think it depends on where they're played and, and how they play. Uh, Terence and I were discussing on the preview show about the we don't need a, a number ten because I feel that um, we're playing more with a six and an eight, meaning more like a uh, having punch in and let's say goodbye play from deep as opposed to having someone behind Benteke because Benteke kind of op- occupies both. It's the uh, centre half, and they will drop all, drop down a little bit for as a number ten. So I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think in my head as when they played well together. I'm not really sure. I can remember more than one or two matches last season. It hasn't happened obviously happened this season yet because when he, combined, he did play, we didn't win a match. So, but it's an interesting question, Chris. He's going to get back in his side. There's no doubt about it. There's just no doubt about Kabai is going to play when he gets back. But do they play? Can they play together? I think they can. But I think it's going to be a tweaking, what, what, you know, with the part they trying to do with the system and having you know, both drop a little deeper or one drop deeper, one drop higher, come up MacArthur and p- punch and do and then go from there. I think Ledley will miss, will lose the position
1: when Kabai comes back. That's exactly what I was going to say. It would be, it would be Ledley that would drop out. Yeah. you have to ask Kabai to play that, that role. But Ledley plays that role so well. It, you know, <laughs> he does. It's, it's one of those things, again, that you forget. You forget he goes out of the team for a little bit and has an injury and, you know, loses his place because as soon as we've got Kabai, we forget that when he joined our team and, and you know, in, in that January window... It was a January signing. It wasn't under Poulos. Yeah, yeah. It and he, ch- he changed us. You know, he <clears> gave <throat> us such a, a solid foundation. And the last two games, it isn't a coincidence that we've looked just that little bit more solid in midfield, and the back four has had better protection. than the fact mm-hmm. that he's in there. Uh, yeah. Can I get a view from you on that, Alex? And then I've got some stats well, to talk to Jell about.
2: Well, there's no surprise that Leddy's playing well because he's fit, and he wasn't fit at the end of last season. You know, I think he got rushed back into the side because of problems we were having. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously, then he broke his leg, uh, came back. I think he was, it's just amazing how he managed to come back from that injury so quickly um, managed to get a whole, um, managed to get, well, a, appearance at the Euros, did a good job at the Euros, and he's just come back fitter and better than ever. I think this is probably the best football I've seen Ledley play for us um, since his move um, in, in a couple of seasons ago in, in that January transfer window. Um, you know, it, one thing I like about punching, especially at home, You know, I remember you mentioned in a past show, Chris, about how, you know, something like punching away from home in that position doesn't really suit us. But I think at home, he's the perfect player for that in that he can put his foot on the ball. He can look at the options in front of him and bring the wingers in the game, which is obviously our strong point to our side. And, you know, punching was tremendous today. How he managed to find those pockets um, and how he managed to just control a game is just fantastic. And... He's just been, he, he just proved a lot of doubt was wrong because, you know, in midweek we we're seeing some comments uh, banded about that, you know, maybe he needed a rest, maybe he's, you know, definitely not the player he once was, but he completely put those to bed today,
1: I think. All right, I've got uh, plenty of contact in from the listeners. I'll get to some of that yeah. in a sec. Uh, Joe, you're, you're always someone who you'll say, you know, Punch isn't your favourite player, but when he plays well, you'll, you'll say he's played well. What do you think today?
3: Well, as I said to Nick, I thought, Punching at his best game for us.
1: If 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 I can if
3: I can quantify, he's mm. that three years. I'd say this is probably one of his ten best games in the last three years, because he because he's had such large spells out during a season where last year he was he was obviously injured, but then he you know he didn't had a very good start to the season, or he's not had a very good end to the season he seems to be he seems to be sitting um he seems to be in a better place with, without the pressure of and i and i think it is pressure of kabai i really do that for for me that's what it comes across as but today he was given freedom um you saw i saw a little bit of punch the usual punch today when he tried to hold on to the ball too too long and was crowded out by two. And then when they still couldn't get the ball off him, so he started trying to go around in circles, three of them, and then they got the ball off him. So what he started doing was, as he, as he was getting the ball, is he was he was laying off a lot of one-touch stuff today. Yeah. And that's what he needs to do. And I've always said that with Punching. What he needs to do is he needs to, he needs to not hold on to the ball too long, which he didn't do today very much anyway, but then what he needs to do is we don't talk a lot. I don't know if, if anyone's really mentioned this, but as a team we don't talk a lot. And punching, I think, is one of them people where you can see shout to him as he gets the ball, turn. It's it's a really simple thing, but they don't do it. So so if there's someone within five yards of him, he he won't turn, he'll just lay it off and give you back a ball that may not be the best thing and put you under pressure. But he had loads of times today, loads of times today, where he could have just turned, had someone told him. And, but, and then the times that he did get time to turn, then he was hugely damaging against, against, uh, against Stoke. And that's, and that's all we want from him. We want him yeah. to just, to not hold on to the ball too long, pick out a ball, not, don't have to be, don't have, he don't, he's not Beckham. So we just need him to do the simple stuff. And when he does the simple stuff like he did today, he becomes massively effective.
1: It's interesting you you pick out the vocal because it's funny. I, I haven't really observed how vocal people are to him, uh, but I, obviously I've observed the fact that he's one of the more vocal players on the pitch. You know, he's often the one sort of shouting instructions. So maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't get a call every now and then. Uh, I'll be looking out for that in the future. But I'm going to hit you with some stats, and then we'll bring Alex in. who's going to make a um, another observation on, on punch. Uh, and again, I don't, this is not making a point of you, Joe. This is just I think you're the best person for me to discuss this too because both you and I were talking last week about Punch getting caught in possession and Terence has had a fit at us about it. He's gone absolutely mad uh, on Twitter today.
3: No, that's, his, that's his red hair it does that. though? I mean,
1: don't <laughs> a, he's a fiery character. But no, Punch versus Stoke, 52 passes, 96% pass completion, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, four tackles won, 12 ball recoveries, four chances created and the one assist. You know, that's that's what that's what we need
3: from him though, but where's it? the see where's the stat if he's going to give us a stat he's got to give us a proper stat attack Terence he's got to have a yellow card and i think i need someone to look this up but I think that's his second yellow card in two years i think he's only had four cards yellow cards in all the time he's played for us wow.
1: that's a stat, what, that, have that a a at stat? That. he got
3: one last year i'm sure he got one last year He's had one this year
1: because all well, oh, right there you go so, okay. but,
3: but no but okay. what I'm saying is he got he, he tackled today and he, like Wilf, you know, you he, just don't don't tackle because you get yellow cards. So, Alex, bring you in on this.
2: Yeah. Do you know who Punch and really does remind me of? Um, Paul Scholes. I
3: think he's a really similar. Player. No, 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 stop! stop. No, no,
2: out. no, hear me out, Joe. Hear me out. No, hear me out. Because oh,
3: if you look at his... you for that. I was in charge. I'd cut you straight off there. But
2: why? If you Pardew's well, own... made the
1: same comparison. One of the best
2: players he's ever relieved. No, no, but if you look at the comparison in terms of his early career, you know punch was a quick player. You know, quick, quick passer move, very similar to, to Skulls. And Now in his latter years, you know he's done what Skulls did, where he's sat back a bit and he's playing in a midfield too, and it and it and it really is suiting his game because you know. Punchin's got that passing range, a very similar passing range to what Skulls had. All right, Skulls is on a completely different level to somebody like a Punchin, but in terms of the way they play football, they're both very similar players, both very intelligent players, both really intelligent players in trying to in finding those pockets of space. And and you know, it, he's for me, he's a spitting image of him. I think he saw that as soon as I don't know what manager was it that brought Punchin in the centre. Was it? I think it was Pardew, wasn't it? Uh, I'm pretty
1: sure he played centre under. I think Pudis played him there, yeah. I think and, Pudis
2: played and, in there and, and,
4: and Warnock did too. Warnock, yeah,
2: yeah. I think it was Warnock actually. Yeah, when, when when Warnock put him in middle and he had those cracking first two or three games at, at home, and there that's where I saw you know our, our equivalent was Paul Scholes. You know, he's just he's got a tremendous left foot. Um, you've got you know, if you look at Scholes, Scholes is a fantastic set piece taker, and in Punch and you know, second to none. Um, his delivery is second to none, so. For me, I think we're we're blessed to have somebody like Punchin in, in the squad, and you know, I think his experience is wearing off on, you know, even the likes of Townsend. You know, I don't think, you know, people. I know Townsend's quite young, uh, but you know, Punchin's, you know, been there, done it. He's he's a, he's, you know, been a pro for almost ten years. So, you know, somebody I think Townsend
1: can learn a lot from. Well, <laughs> in our private chat, Jell is threatening suicide after that comparison. Do get in touch with us on the show today. Tweet at H O L Radio. Or send us an email. Go to forward slash contact to find out how and uh, give your views on that, Patrick.
4: I'm not going to kill myself, but even I have a hard time. And I love Punch comparing him to skulls, but I, I do understand what Alex is trying to say. But I think that's a little bit. If if Padu said that today, you say it today, you said Chris.
1: Yeah, uh, no, he said it. He said it a couple of weeks back. He's, yeah. t- he's talking about how to fit him in the side, and he said. He's, Talk about playing him in this new, deep role where he's more of a playmaker. And he said, I'm thinking along the lines of how Paul Scholes uh, changed his behaviour at Man United. Exactly what Alex is saying, really. OK, I mean. Uh, and that, that's that's Pardew made that comparison himself. Not necessarily saying he's, oh, he's as right. good as Scholes. That's not the right. point. He's saying it's the same thing that Scholes did at Man United. Yeah. When he When he lost a bit of pace, when he changed the way he played, you know, physically, he wasn't doing the things he used to do. He was still as effective, if not more effective, in a different role.
4: Yeah, have to say it's an interesting comparison. I mean, Skulls was a brilliant player when he, when he got older, because he, we you know he came back and he was brilliant. So I mean, it's an interesting comparison. I'm not sure I go that go there, but I do understand what what both Alex and the, the manager are trying to say.
1: Joe is now heavy breathing into the I know. Right? That's
4: not me. That's not me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, uh, I just want, I, I'm in the kitchen. I, I, I want to <laughs> throw myself. I want to fucking throw myself under me tap.
1: Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> Before what was shared I can only apologise If there are children listening And that will be beeped In the podcast Oh yes yeah, so kids, yeah. kids in the bath
3: Or whatever it is He's 26 year old Anyway go on So <laughs> I that's, that's <laughs> weird.
1: Got weird really quickly Um I'm going to get some get to some content now because you, loads of you've been getting in touch. About not too many of you, in fact. But no, don't take that as an insult. Keep keep your content uh, coming in. Uh, those of you talking about getting involved on Skype, uh, we'll be, be in touch with you. Maybe get you on as the, um, the callers in future weeks and that kind of stuff. Uh, looks like we're going to run out of time today for that. But thank you. Can I just say something
3: very very? Yes, you can. Go said on. A sweet from Billy Kemp. He said, "Punching totally different skulls." I think Alec has been on the drink. <laughs> there you go,
1: that is a view <laughs> um, Just earlier on, on on the subjects of, uh, of Ward and Kelly at The full backs, Brent Morgan he's, he's, he's often very much to the point is Brent Ward was crap at left back Kelly all day long Nice and clear what he thinks there <laughs> um, uh, Russ has got in touch saying that without Kabay we are quicker That was a huge difference today And Lucy, not sure who that is uh, Said it would be harsh to drop Ledley for Kabay Johan needs to work for his place now um, so there yeah. you go, just a few bits earlier on. So, But that's that's what competition in squad is all about, of course. Um, so thanks for those. We'll try and uh, try and move this on a little bit now because I want to talk about Andros Townsend and his performance today. Um, I think I'm pretty sure we can say that's what he's been promising for some time. Can't we, Patrick?
4: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I've said it before. I was not a huge fan of his when we signed him. Not that I didn't think he was a good player. I thought he was OK, but I just thought that... Um, you know, having Yannick and having Wilf, he would provide that third option. Kinda of like when we signed uh the kid from Blackpool. Uh father. Oh, his Tom Ince. Tom Ince. yeah. Yes, when Ince oh, came great. out. I, I like I like the idea of having the three players competing for two spots pushing each other. But having seen him today, he was absolutely superb. I mean the goal was brilliant, his crosses on the free kicks, his his general play was so good all around and Mike and I had a conversation uh, about the numbers. I think he had 15 shots before today, and he hadn't scored, which is, you know, it's a lot of shots for a, a winger slash uh, midfield player. He was due a goal, and I'm really glad he got the goal today because he's been really working hard and um, he really has added a lot to our team. we will continue to do so. He's he definitely got great delivery, and I and I've really been impressed with him since he joined our team.
1: Yeah, you can see the point uh, you made, it, Alex, earlier on when J- you were referring to James's uh, comments uh, in the call earlier, where he said that. You know, given the choice of Balassi or, or Townsend, uh it'd go Townsend. But more whoa, whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, whoa. You, you made the point of
1: value, didn't you? You can disagree on that in a yeah. second. He made the point of value on that as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I think you've got to look at it differently. You've got to look at it Townsend plus you know ten or fifteen million, um, or Balassi. And if you compare those two, you're gonna go with Townsend and the 10, 15 million. because you know, before Balassi left us he didn't have the cutting edge that somebody like Townsend has and Townsend showed that towards the end of last season for Newcastle that he's got that cutting edge and his delivery was second time today and um, I think I mentioned it in our little private chat earlier but in Townsend and Punchham we probably have two of the best set piece takers in the division and I'm, I'm, I know that again another outlandish statement but if you look at you know, you know the, 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 some of the deliveries that T- Townsend was put in the box uh, earlier today um, and some of the corners that Puncher put, was put in the box, they were just tremendous, um, and it's something that you know we need to ta- we're going to take advantage of a lot this season, like we did last season. I think last season we, got, we scored the mo- most goals from set pieces, and and that does help. You know when you've got the likes sort of Dan and Ben Seca, two of the best headers in, of the ball in the Division Two in your team, and I think we need to make the most of that uh,
1: this season, definitely. I'm going to bring Patrick in because I'm now distracted because Brent Morgan has sent us a picture of skulls with his wedding tackle falling out of his shorts. Patrick!
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw that picture too. Very funny. Um, Alex, you make a good point, but the stats do not um, justify what you say about Tanda versus Balassi. Townsend has never scored more than four goals in a season. The most goal he scored was last year versus uh, four Newcastle. So I know what you're saying. It looks like he's a better player, etc., etc., but the stats do not back that he's a better producer as far as goals and assists. I'm not a big statistic person as far as that's concerned, but it doesn't really bear it out. But I do understand what you're saying as far as his delivery is definitely better from set pieces, better free kick taker. But again, goals assists, they're very, very similar players.
2: The way I look at it, though, Patrick, is that before you know, the end of last season, he's never really had a consistent run in a, in a first team before.
1: Oh, he um, has You're absolutely right. You're right. In,
2: in like, if you look at him at Tottenham, he was in and out of the side. He played for a really poor QPR team. Um, when they were lost in in the Premier League, and so he's never had a consistent run of games compared to what blasi had. blasi had a consistent run of games for three three odd seasons in the Premier League, and you know he did not could, did not contribute as as much as what I think Townsend could contribute this season for us um, well, in I, terms I, I, in terms of goals and assists. I think he, and in terms of delivery as well. I think he's just he's for what.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The
2: value that we've got, you know, getting towns in and that extra spare cash uh, is, I think, is, is the better option out of the two.
4: And I'll say, again, I'm not going to argue the value because that's, you really can't argue that. But I'll just say, again, the stats don't bear what you're saying. I do know what you're saying. I mean, it's obvious. I know what you're trying to say. I'm just saying that it doesn't get bared out looking at the numbers. But I do know what you're saying value-wise, et cetera. I still would have liked to have kept Yannick as the third you know, option. But, again, I do understand the value part. I'm not going to really argue that anymore because it's kind of boring.
1: Yeah. Well, Joe, you
3: wanted to come in on that? Yeah, I'm in the uh, in the chat Um I don't know what it is, anyway. It's 64.13.158.25 forward slash putcha. It's about <laughs> an hour long. I don't know. So you have to click on Domestown.
2: i slash chats.
3: That, that's it is, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's still that, is it? Yeah, um, so. Right, yeah. So, um, uh, Cool Eagle says, I'm so glad we stuffed that. Hughes always disliked him since 1990 uh, Cup Final. I just love it every time we stuff Stoke. Um, and then... I think uh, Coach um, Coach Matt said, uh, you know, we're going on about the the uh, Townsend and Bilassi. Um, You know, I, 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 he, he, it's just Sky looking for an angle and trying to get an opinion and trying to get, you know, they ask pards who he prefers, Balassi or Townsend. He's just looking for a story. That's, that's all it is. You know, he's just getting caught up in the in the hype. Um, but anyway. Um, the, the opinion, I think, the opinion is going to be that no matter what happens, game for game, it's we will probably score more goals than than uh, than Balassie. So, you know, we, we we can only see what we've seen in our team. You know, he might go on to score loads more playing in a in a slightly better ever Everton side. Well, Who knows? But that's the, yes. that's the evolution of football,
1: is That's it? exactly what it is, Joey. That's, that's exactly the point I was going to make. It's spot on. It it's all about us. It's all about for us in you know, in terms of our our you know, we know what Balassi gave us. Balassi in an Everton shirt could could do anything. You know, we know what he's capable of. But as a Palace player, I think he just reached a point where he was what he was. You know, can we honestly say that he was improving year on year in the last couple of seasons? Probably not. Can we honestly say that he looked like, you know, he was he was happy where he was? And, you know, was was going to stick around forever, or can we honestly say that it did look like now with hindsight? We can say it looked like he was looking for a way out,
3: you know. But he, it, but he, it, split, the, he split the fan base, mate, because we're yeah. four weeks later, we're still talking about him.
1: Oh, of course, it could, but we should be because of the impact he had on our, on our exactly. team.
0: No, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But, but, what, maybe, but when we look at Townsend, yeah. we've mm. brought, we brought Townsend in, uh, you know, and he is a player with proven quality, but who has had. Like a lot of, particularly with, with players who find themselves in the England squad at a young age, they have real ups and downs in form. And he was brilliant at Spurs for, for the best part of a season and then just dropped and and really struggled to get it back. Then you saw the sort of green shoots of recovery at Newcastle. Well, I think we picked him up at a great time in a, at a great, great price. And well, I think he will be better for us than Balassi was. Well, Hansie
3: uh, really in the chat has just come out of a really, uh, probably the best... Listen to this. So you said Balassi was an entertainer, entertainer, Townsend an all-round better player, and I think that that, I think that is would sum up those two. Mm. That hurts. <laughs> it will do. The thing is, if you have your favourite and someone else, but it's just—it's all about opinion, Patrick, isn't it?
4: Yeah, still hurts, but you're right. It's opinion.
2: Saying that, saying that, would Blassie have gone to the next level with somebody like Benteke in the side? That—that's just—that's playing
4: devil's advocate
1: there. That's a very good point. And you look at Blassie when he's got Lukaku to aim at. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
4: different, different gravy.
1: Yeah, interesting point. But there we go. It's done. What's done is done. He wanted. His, he, we got a very good price for him. Yeah, we've got Townsend in, and he's and he's now shown today. What he's capable yep. of, um, yep. which is a hugely promising point. Let's look back at the other wing as well. I have to say, I, you know, everyone knows Wilf is one of my all-time favourite Palace players, even though he's not not yet 24. Um, you know, I'm still fairly convinced that we'll lose him in the near future, and I really hope that I'm wrong on that. But you know, I am I am shocked at just how good he's been since the transfer window situation. The last couple of games, he has been absolutely sensational. I thought he was superb again today um he's just direct he's confident you know he's when we talk about the wilf of old that's the wilf of old going past sort of three players in the blink of an eye i'm absolutely i cannot stress just how good i think wilf Zaha is at the moment and how much of a difference he makes um to our attacking play and if you look at the the force we've got as an attacking side to uh, just look at it today it was breathtaking at some points you you said scintillating earlier on joe uh, which is a great adjective for you it was it was. It, I didn't know what I was watching points in that first off. I just thought we, we looked like we could score seven or eight here at one stage. And you always get that bit where, you know, the game dies a little bit or you give a little bit of impetus to the opposition. But pleasingly, today, we didn't concede a goal and put ourselves under pressure. We went on and scored more. But but Wilf, I thought, was when we're talking about MacArthur and we're talking about um, Townsend having great games, for me, Wilf today was absolutely superb as well. What do we reckon? Go on, Joe, let me know.
3: Well, we haven't talked about McCarthy yet, which we, which I we have McCarthy. to do. Yeah. Um, but but I was took me and Nick sat there, and I. The more I sit with Nick, the more I like to. You know, we're we're always chatting, and I point out things to him, and I point out things to people. And let me tell you, the second half for Wilf, he had the he had the absolute raging. And yeah. he could have been put through probably, and I'm not joking here, ten times in the second yes. half. Benteke. Ignored him the whole second half. I, 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 I honestly, I, I'm pretty sure I've never missed most any of that play apart from when I was tweeting once or twice. But I'm pretty sure that he did not pass to him once. He was yeah. free and and one on and could have been one on one and clean through on several times where he made runs and and he really was ignored. And he started throwing his arms up in the air. It's at a point where he was literally one ball would have seen him put clear through. And he went over, we got a, t- we got a foul or a, a corner out of it, and he went over to Ben Benteke, and you see him, say to him, why didn't you pass to me? You know, he it, it it, it really had the um. In the first, if, if we'd have, I honestly think, if we'd have passed to him half the amount of times that we could have, we would have not just, we'd have slaughtered them five, six, seven. I honestly I, think that. I,
1: I, love to see, I love to see that. I love that he was annoyed about it. I really do. Yeah,
3: but the because... thing is with Wolf though, he's like a kid. He wants the ball, and if he don't get the ball, he gets the ump. When he gets the ump, he's going to get a card. When he gets the it, he'll, he'll have an argument. He'll argue with people. You know what he's like? He's never happier than when he's got the ball at his feet. And I think he now realises that he is a winger. He's not centre-forward. He is a winger, and his job is to cross the ball. He, you know, one cross last week, one he, he straight away it was a goal. So he knows what he has to do, and I think the the, the, the more the quicker that Benteki realises that just give him the ball and you and leg it into the middle, the chances are you've got a cross to come into. So, but that was that was a downside of today, and it, but it was really apparent there was a lot of people. That's why that's why the main stand where we were sitting was standing up and and really giving him lots of vocal support. Even when he didn't have the ball, because you could see his head going down. Honestly, he was really getting the hump, and I can't be the only—you know—we can't be the only ones that have, that have noticed it.
1: I did see a couple of bits on Twitter earlier on the day when I was looking. Um, that the people, a couple of people mentioning Will the humping to set him off, but no, I, you know, to me, to, obviously. Benteke is, has not been in the squad that long, you know. I mean, he doesn't. You know, he's still got to get used to playing with with the, with the players around him. So, let's not. I'll, I'll assume it's not a deliberate ploy to to ignore Wilf. And hopefully, next time he'll find him on a few occasions. But the the fact that Wilf's getting in those positions is a huge plus point. The fact that he's he cares that much is a huge plus point. I'm, you know, I'm I've been blown away by him of late. Uh, Patrick, if you finished arguing on Twitter with about about Bilassi? uh have you can't use a Wilf. <laughs> You
4: know what? It's, it's you know what? It's hard. To, it's, it's hard to like describe what's going on. I'm a big fan. Listen, Joe can relate to this. When Ian e. White got sold to Arsenal, I took it really, really badly. I was 15, 16 years old, maybe. No, I was older than that, man. I was 19, 19 or twenty years old. Yeah. Um. But um. Someone talked before about the um the fan base split. They're not a split. Most people hate Balestier because he left. Like ten percent of us. You know, defend him. So I get very defensive. I know I shouldn't do it and I shouldn't get take it personally, but it really bothers me. People say, oh, he couldn't do that. He didn't do that with us, blah, blah, blah. It's just annoying because it's not true. It's just a it's a, it's a story people are writing now because it sounds good, but they're talking about how oh, be shot he put was in the, you know, rose there, and he couldn't cross a ball. Ask Glen Murphy if he could cross a ball.
0: He's
4: he did, he said he Come did on when Glen was there. So.
1: Patrick, Don't he wait. left. He's rubbish. Come on, that's how it works. Yeah, you know, you're right. He's <laughs> rubbish. You're right. i got to get over it. I've got to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so it is.
4: You're right. You're so. Oh, I gotta yeah. get over it. It will eventually. Like I want to get over the F.A. Cup final. Eventually, I'll get over that too.
1: No, don't mention that ever. <laughs> exactly. Ever. I did. I forgot to mention my customary Mark Hughes looks like a nana uh, thing earlier on. Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I just every. I think we've added to that again today with a bit more, a bit more worry lines. Can, can hits,
3: I just tell you yeah. very, very quickly? I've just things just come up on my timeline on Twitter. And it's from uh, Mainci- Main City Alerts. So he said, you know, the Main City, I think he says, I can't believe Palace fans are singing our song that we nick from them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which thought is quite funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, of... Do you know what I mean? God. Hey. Eh? <laughs> uh, glad all over, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. Thanks. Anyway, um, I got an email in earlier on from Jerry Cole. Thanks, Jerry, for this. Um, he's got just a general point about the, the game, really. He's talking about the fact Palace out football. in stoke all over the pitch. Passed the ball really well. Uh, uh, you we're know, improving the whole team with confidence and passion. Uh, talking about possession football, all that kind of stuff. Confidence is what I'm going to pick out of that in a second. But he was talking about uh, MacArthur and Punch as well, saying that they were the men of the match, uh, with with MacArthur playing a more defensive midfield berth and the latter doing the occupation. That's occupying the attacking role. And again, also pointing out that uh, Benteke was a quality at the top of the pitch, uh, holding holding the ball up impressively. And that, again, we mentioned earlier, James mentioned it in his call earlier, that um, even though Benteke didn't score, as a striker, the performance was top-notch. It really was. But again, Joe, you've picked out yeah, yeah. the passes he hasn't uh, hasn't made to Wilf. But he was superb. Alex, I'll let you speak no, no, I that. agree. Well, he's, cl- he's classy, isn't he? He just Every
2: t- every ball that came to him just touched stuck to his feet. And we haven't seen that for a long time. I'm just trying to think, of who's our last, you know, top quality uh, target man that we've had? Ever, ever Yo, had I'd say Ma, Chris Armstrong, Ma, probably our last, last last, top target man, probably Ma Chris Ma Armstrong. Bright. Come on, Ships, come on. Ah, oh, well, I think, every, Oh, well, I don't know. Did everything stick to him as well as it sticks to Benteke?
1: Whenever well, he hit him in the midriff, it tends to, tend to stick. <laughs> it, get, it gets stuck. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I love I, Ships.
2: Yeah, Sorry, I love I ships thanks. too,
1: yeah. But um he's just classy,
2: you know, and he brings players into the game and he gives us a focal point that we've been lacking for, for a number of seasons since, you know, since Murray's injury. And um and it's nice to have you know, nice to not worry about, you know, our striker anymore. You know, not 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 to worry whether, you know, if if he gets that one on one Chance he's going to put it away. You, I'm confident that he's going to play well with the likes of Gale and Wickham. You're 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 not never never normally convinced, you know. If 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 they're one or, one on one with their goalkeeper, so yeah. oh, you know, know, obviously you know having somebody like that is is fantastic now, and and it, and it really help has helped complement you know Wolf's game, which I know you talked about earlier. But all right, all right, he didn't get much of the ball today, but it's given somebody to for you know with 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 no, for Wilf to to sort of work with. And in it's given Will sort of a bit of direct, a direct nature that he's not had for a, for a long time. So you know, it's it's great having Benteke in time. I still can't believe it to be honest. It's just it's ridiculous. Uh,
1: Tim Green's going to touch saying Benteke is a better touch with his chest than I'll ever have with my feet, which is uh, <laughs> which is a good tweet. Um, I know you want to come in on Benteke, Patrick. because I? Just, I just want to put myself out in a position where people might just absolutely destroy me for saying this, but I'm going to do it. Uh, everyone refers to. Um, you know, this is a Benteke's the player been lacking since Murray went. Um when I'm thinking in terms of the Premier League, uh, Benteke is twenty times the player Glenn Murray is. I don't like the comparison.
3: Wash your mouth
1: out. There we go. But that's my that's my genuine thing. Glenn Murray, in my view, he had a little purple patch for us. And bear in mind he came back from injury and bearing in mind I completely love the guy for what he did for us uh in the promotion season and, and, and just how good a player he was for us. But it's another, it's another level. Murray had moments where he was a great hold-up player for us. Benteke just is a great hold-up player, just continuously. You know, there's no sulking, there's no uh, game moments where he's ineffective. He is just permanently there, permanently class. And I think he's so far above the, the standard that Glenn Murray's ever reached. It's, it's unbelievable. But there Coach you go.
3: Matt said you cannot
1: compare anyone else to Muzza. There's only one God. <laughs> yeah, Benteke. <laughs> uh, there you go I'm hanging, I'm hanging that out there for people to slag me off so please feel free uh patrick
4: yeah i think the chris armstrong comparison is excellent chris um benteke holder plays absolutely superb i harken back to the bournemouth game when and he's also his first touch his vision the, the give and go he played with uh punch the cross that dan scored was absolutely superb striker play which is brilliant he's got a way of um He's got flicks and tricks in his box. Remember when he when we played against Villa when he he beat Dan for pace, ran down and scored against um, against Baroni. I mean the guy has so many tricks in his locker. He's a superb player. I want to like most about him. What we're trying to play now, he can occupy both centre halves and drop into that pocket. I was saying before as a number ten, he's absolutely perfect for where he play and I like his work rate too. I mean he doesn't do any. I mean he's got everything for us. He's a really perfect striker for what we're, how we're trying to play right now. I love the way the guy plays. I really really do.
1: Exactly. He's he's changed everything for me. Every, you know, just signing him has changed the entire team. Um, be interesting to see how we cope if he's out for a game or two. See if Wickham can kind of raise his game and be a bit more like that. No, it's Alan party saying. Um, he was talking about Wilf's cross uh, for Benteke to score against Middlesbrough, and how Wilf just just got his head up and just picked it out because he knows Benteke's in there. Uh, and then he actually said, it's a shame that we never did that when Connor Wickham was in there. <laughs> true, it's it's like, so
4: true. He, of, he, yeah. he, was starved. he was starved for service. I feel bad for Conor. He really was starved for service when he played up front we were, a lot. We
1: were talking about it and we were saying it's because Wickham didn't really peel off people. He didn't really make the same runs that Benteke makes.
4: Right.
1: But, you know, I'm sure there is another – certainly if Pardew's saying it, I'm sure there is the angle of, of having the right service. Um, makes a huge, huge difference as well. But there we go. Shall we talk about James McArthur?
3: Shall we just?
1: Well, go on, Joe. You start, mate. How good was he today?
3: Listen, um, I don't think it's any coincidence that when he got injured last year, are we just about, well, we collapsed through the, you know, like a pack of cards through the league. He was unbelievable today. Um, that was by far his... his uh, his best performance for us. But he just covers so much ground. I think what he'd done, he got other people involved in shutting down, which is not, you know, we're not the brilliant at it. I think once they saw that he was just shutting people down all of the time, they joined in. And and at times you saw, you saw Punch join in. You saw, you saw other people, you know, trying to do stuff that they don't usually do. We 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 very much a team. When we go one or two up, and we start to sit back, he didn't do that. He did not do that at all today. And I just thought, well, I said to Gussie, I said, I mean, I I didn't realise it was a deflection, and so I saw, you know, I was obviously I was there, but I didn't see it. It was a deflection until I came back and saw it on, uh, um, on on TV. But I said to him the day before it started, I said, I fancy us to slaughter this lot, and for him to score a goal, score a screamer. So, you know, it looked like a screamer from where I was at the time. Um, But I was so pleased for him because, you know, having that really serious injury, coming back, and it it looks like he's benefited from from the rest, you know, from the rest that he had. But, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant display. And you can see now by just about having him and... uh, you know, I'm just really pleased for him. That that result, I'm telling you now, my own personal view is: had he not played like that today, that wouldn't have that wouldn't have happened. That result.
1: Well, Pardew picked it out and said it said it this way. He said it's his energy, what he brings. No one else in the in the club can do it. Um, and you're, what you're saying about him getting other people to close down, I think that's exactly what Paji's getting at. His work rate, his energy, the fact that he doesn't ever let up. I
3: think he inspires everyone,
1: yeah, doesn't he? It inspires everyone else to do the same. You can't, yeah. if one of your teammates is doing that, you can't, you can't hide. You have to do it. You know, there's no, there's no getting away from it. Otherwise you stick out like a sore thumb. He just inspired everyone, didn't he, Alex? Yeah, it was, it was constantly closing down players. Uh, and whenever he had the ball, he was just classy. He's just
2: literally just miles ahead of everyone on the pitch today. And, uh, it's just really exciting to have someone like that in the middle, in the middle of the park. Um, you know, fantastic. He's managed to overcome that really serious injury, uh, and you know we're going to have a big fight on our hands to try and keep him. Toward, um, you know, by the end of the season, because I'm sure there'll be a lot of clubs interested in him because he's just, you know, at times he just looked, uh, you know, like he can play for, you know, one of the, one of the top teams in the in the division. I'm sure about that.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, to to be box to box the way he is, you know, yeah. I, again as as a player, I don't think I've ever seen anyone clear the ball off the line as much as <laughs> James McArthur for us. Just chance after chance after chance ever since he's been at the club he's cleared mm. off the line but you also see him, like you do today in the, in the penalty area at the other end sometimes he's closing down the goalkeeper you know the guy doesn't stop but i think i don't know what you, you think on this patrick but i think as a as a footballer as a you know as someone with the ball at his feet you know, he's got a lot more skill and ability than perhaps i think people realize
4: yeah right and i point to two passes the one last year against norwich they put in for goodbye to score and the one last week, he put in for a bizarre to score. He looked a little no-look pass as he does. No, he's, he's a great player. My son is actually a much bigger fan of McCarthy than I am. He thinks he's God, as many play, people do. But I underrate him. He's really a very, very valuable player and an excellent player. And I think when, we, when he does play, he plays like two players. Because he's all over the place. I mean, someone put a heat map in our little chat. He was you know all over the place, which is true. He was all over the place today. Was and, it? Um, I thought he said... He no, I that. can't say that far. <laughs> <laughs> every flanking what, think, man. Every wear is what said. Um, yeah. but um but no, um, he's really underrated, and he um, for me, and he's but he was all over the place. He's such a I mean, as you guys said, without him today, we don't we don't win four one. He was really brilliant today. Reminds me of the game uh, last week last year against Newcastle. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yes. Uh, Luke Luce has chucked us some, well, his first half stats for MacArthur: twenty nine passes, ninety three percent completion, two interceptions, four tackles, one ball recoveries, ten. He's easily doubled that in the. Uh, in the second half as well. That was, um, that was pretty impressive. And uh, during the course of the game as well, uh, they were talking about, it says, Dan, Shawcross? No, Wilfred Zaha has made more tackles than any other player so far. That was during the course of the game, about half past three, that was. So uh that also, a nice stat to sort of indicate just how much work Wilfred Zaha is doing for the team as well at the moment. We'll come back to talking about, um, about talking about MacArthur in a moment when we get into talking about Man of the Match. But just before we do, um, just, I suppose the question really is, and I'll ask you all, was today about Palace being good or about Stoke being bad? Because you can easily say both. Um, but what was perhaps more important? Patrick, I'll start with you.
4: It's a very tough question. I can't say both, right?
1: Well, you could, but don't.
4: <laughs> yes, that, yeah, that, that would be a, yeah, that would be it. I actually think uh, Stoke was pretty bad today. Um, I was surprised that the lineup. Because I thought that Imbula, who played against us last year, Mm. is a really good player. I don't know why he didn't start. Um, Obviously, Shakiri is out hurt. Charlie Adam Wick is a hard time. So I think he's under a lot of pressure, Um, Hughes. But I think it was more, honestly, I mean, I'd hate to kill a great performance, but I think it was really more about Stoke being very poor. And they've been poor, yes, by the bottom of the league, uh, than us being fantastic. Um, So I'm going to go with really Stoke being poor.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Pardieu. Obviously, he can't save. Now nah, they're rubbish when he's asked about it, can he? But exactly. And exactly. he said, that they've, they've had a tough start with fixtures and all that kind of stuff. But right. uh, it just seems to me that, um, obviously, everyone talks about the transition there, the transition that Hughes has made from the old Pulis style to the style they play now. But, you know, they were they half were decent last year, but he's made some changes there. It doesn't really seem to have, have been a, uh, any kind of progression. So, you know, why don't have the restriction that, that Pardew has? I can say I think Hughes has... Well, by the looks of things, has messed that team up a bit. Um, They've got an awful lot of work to do to sort it out. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I'm. I'm with Patrick in that. I think it
2: was a poor Stoke, more of a poor Stoke performance than a fantastic Palace performance. Um, You know, there's a lot of cracks in that Stoke side. You know, if you look at the goalkeeper situation there, you know they. So given you know he's completely past it. Um, not the not the biggest as well. I think he's shrunk with age, which is which is mental. Uh, you know, the, obviously, if you look at our two goals, both come two of our goals came from set pieces, um, and in that, you know, they weren't organised at all defensively. We um, you know they got that they played Martin Indy's Indy indie at left back, and you know he wasn't the greatest, wasn't the most mobile, and it gave T- Townsend gave him the run around. You know, they got Glenn Johnson, who's who's passed it as well. You know, Zaha gave him the one run around. Um, I don't think Allen had a great game. You know, I think McArthur absolutely bossed it in the middle, um, and Boney just looked completely off the pace. And and if you look at that team, um, I think there's just so many cracks in that side. And we had to get a victory today. And if we didn't, it would have been, you know, it, we'd have to have a look, strong look at ourselves in the mirror because we're, you know, we're, we should be beating teams like Stoke at home. And uh, you know, look, looking at our run coming up. We've got some fixtures that we need to be picking up points from because you know that run at the end of the season is tough, and we don't want to be in a position at the end of the season where we need to be getting points against the big sides. So I think I think it's essential that we
1: we got the three points today, which we did. Well, Alex is a very hard man to please, by the sound of it. Joe, were you more impressed with Palace's performance than calling Stoke bad? What did you think? I know you said
3: you didn't want to. We had to choose, but I think it was a. You know, it was it was both those. I mean, they were. Don't you
4: dare do that! I could do it.
3: I all right. I I, I think I think that when we were good, we were very good, and then when they were good, they were average. But we t- we took there, we took our foot off the gas and and let them have their you know the, the bit of play that they had. I mean, no matter what way you look at it, their goal was a very very good goal. Um, probably the you know the goal of the game. or the, what a striker that came up with. Uh, and then we are our fourth goal, but um, no, he's. I mean, a I, Phil Tomo in the in the, uh, in the chat turned around and said, I, "I don't know whether this is a stat, but you know." But he said Stoke are the oldest team in the Prim, so no. you know whether that's. A, but like you say, it, it's, they, they had some good players out, but you know I, I, this is the, the way that people are saying that we should be looking at beating Stoke at home. But I'll tell you now: when they look at us going to their place. They, they think thing. that they should be looking to beat us. Yeah, that's yeah. what we are. We, you know, no matter what way you look at it, we we are hoping to be the, the you know, a, a slightly better pass inside than 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 the Stoke. If we can be Stoke and be in it, how long have they been in the Premier League now? Is it eight years? No, is this their ninth year?
1: Like it's got to at least be that, isn't it? It's been year. a while. I think
3: it's I think it's their ninth year, but someone can put me right on it anyway. But anyway, so you know, it's uh. It, if we can aspire to be them in in longevity, then we can aspire to be, you know, top seven or eight in in passing and ability. Because until we get someone of, uh, you know, the Saudi royal family or, or or similar coming in to to give us a billion like like has happened with City and you know Abramovich with Chelsea, then we we cannot pay you know 50 70 million quid for players and and not blink
1: like like you know we
3: got if
1: yank br-
2: cash we got, we've, yank got cash. Our own,
1: we've got our own billionaires don't say yank when patrick's on he'll get furious yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah
3: but it's not it's not it's not a, it's not a, it's not a uh, <laughs> that's right want to, but a quick game two said saudi ain't interested and he would and, and he would know really wouldn't he um, <laughs> he would yeah. he so it's all but yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I I just I would just like us to be to just be like Stoke, only a tad oh, better,
1: dear, mate. You're sitting, hey, your, no. you're sitting your sights way too low. No one wants to be <laughs> like Stoke. Not even Stoke want to be like Stoke. Come on, oatcakes, hey, oatcakes. What's cake? the point in an oatcake? Sorry, I've gone mad. I've gone mad about oatcakes. Right. Must mean it's nearly time to end the show. Um, <laughs> so uh, just before we get into the four reviews, reviews, uh, man of the match, please, James MacArthur. Anyone yeah,
4: else? Andros Townsend for me.
1: Andros Townsend for you, Joe. Yeah. Silence from Joe.
2: Hmm. Well, how about Andros Macarthur? <laughs> James Townsend. <laughs> James
1: Townsend. It was in, yeah, as I said, Sky gave it to Townsend great for time. me. It was, it was Macarthur, but it was great to have that, oh, yeah. that choice to make, really. And then there were so many good performances today, which was. um very, very, very encouraging. All right, great stuff. Thanks for all your contact today. Uh, talking of contact, next up, it's forward reviews. Marcus Summerhayes been waiting for that.
4: <laughs> Ed calloway just like watching Barcelona. glenn
1: Fossy, stress-free Sunday afternoon. Dan what a lovely day. Oh dear. Paul Michael Denny sacked in the morning.
0: Tom Williams, let's keep it going.
2: Simon Piz, use new style box.
1: That, that was Pizzy, by the way. I think Joe been going to be filling uh, <laughs> the names are. again. Eddie Ball, play Stoke every week. Samuel Boyle, I've heard of him. Jimmy Mack, Marry Me.
4: The great Lucy, Eagle Stoked, Hughes Rage.
3: Ledley Kemp says Ledley won me over. Mike teams much swash, no buckle. Very clever,
1: Mike. EBO 4-0, oh bugger.
4: a good. One, two, three, four. Lynn Macker, I've missed you.
3: Jack me off. <laughs> <laughs> They're such children. Townsend delivery is brilliant.
1: Harry Monk, we are now Barcelona.
4: <laughs> the wonderful Patrick O'Connor, here comes the run.
3: Steve Folks enjoyed Fort Defence shaking. What? Mike Oxmoor. Is it Moody, is it? That's real, isn't
0: it? Yeah, he's got you that
3: Wanted a clean sheet? I bet he did. My don't you see? Oh, f, calls, yeah, So <laughs> 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 The only one to do not thing was Moody!
4: <laughs> Brilliant!
0: Homestale Radio, sponsored by Fanjule.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. <laughs>
1: That's right. We are sponsored by Fanjul and uh, been playing again this week. I've had a bad week this week. I've managed to turn 58 pounds into 13 pounds. That's not a good way way of doing anything, (laughs) is it? Uh, (laughs) Just caught out a little bit earlier on today. I was on for turning it into 65, but a couple of little little dodgy moments in in games today really uh really seen me drop down the leagues in a number of, of the events i entered but anyway to uh to get involved in this we'll explain it a bit more in a bit join our mini league go to holradio.net forward slash fan duel f-a-n-d-u-e-l uh sign up using our promo code palace uh, which will also help us find you as well as um if you fail to win on your first contest or refund any money that you spent on it up to the value of 10 pounds Uh, Then each week, join the Fan Favourite Contest, which is uh, a total prize of £7,500 split between the winners. Uh, It costs £5 to enter, I believe. Uh, And on Monday, we'll then update the league table and if the person with the most points will win £5 from us, in addition to whatever else you've won. But you'll also have to beat Dan Fuel, who's our mysterious Ultimate Mm. Fantasy Football player. Mysterious, isn't he, Alex? Very mysterious. He is. I wonder who he is. Who could he be? But anyway, um, myself, I didn't get on too well this week. Um... I uh, I was I was doing very very well earlier on in the day and I've say the thing with Fanduel I really genuinely enjoy playing it but I get obsessed with watching games and watching the sort of the the points accumulate and decrease as I'm as the games are going on it's uh, it's a bit of a weird experience to become quite so obsessed with it and um, I've learned some lessons this week in that uh, you can't just keep picking. The, uh, the what you consider the best players, you have to try and find a little gem uh, once or twice a week because you need its value. Because all the values are going up with the higher scoring players now, so you can't fill a team with them, can you, Alex? And also,
2: all the big players are owned by everyone else, so you need to find those those like rough diamonds uh, in order to gain advantage on other people.
1: Uh, kapuwe has been one, hasn't he? This this he has right, obviously, but now he's scoring every week; his value's yep. rocketing up, and you can't really saying everyone's got him, so. Yeah, same with Drissa Gay.
2: Drissa Gay as well as another one, player that's um, looked very good for Everton. Lots of interceptions, a lot of tackles, a lot of lot of good passes, and uh, he's being picked out by Fanjul, and his value's going
1: up as well. So. But do give you check out radio dot net forward slash FanDuel. If you ever want any help or anything, any advice in getting involved in it, just give us a shout and we'll give you our best advice. But the way we performed this week, we're not going to be much use. But it's great to say you uses the Opta stats to to work out scoring. It's not just about goals and assists. Much much more to it than that. And uh, it is a real challenge, and it does reward people uh, who do their research and know their football. It's very impressive. And like I say one of our. One of one of the guys who signed up with us won five hundred quid a couple of weeks back, which we were all very very impressed with. Indeed, uh, it's a very hard thing to do. Um, get involved, like I say, if you don't want to spend any money, you don't have to. There's a free tournament every week with a top prize. I think it's about twenty five quid, um, and all that kind of stuff. So do get involved in that. They've been a great sponsor for us so far this year. Really supportive, and I know they're very excited about how their uh, how their company's doing with their Premier League. Um, fantasy football games it's really good fun you say you don't have to but the offer's there um also a quick note to fan tv uh fan tv is a show we've been involved with quite a lot uh, appearing on there myself nick um albert and terence had been on before uh, nick was on this week last week just gone on the wednesday with gel with and lucy of course uh the show is on sky it's uh, channel 212 on sky they also go on facebook youtube and you can look, watch it on our website when we're on as well uh, good fun, wasn't it, Joe?
3: Yeah, it's always good fun. Um, a little bit, I think I tried to throw Lucy under a train a little bit when they got her on to uh, to talk about women's football, and I don't think Lucy knows a lot about women's football. Uh,
1: she's Palace she, obsessed, so that's she, it? She, she is. She
3: winged it very well. Um, but no, it, it's uh, it's good. It's good. And it's, it's hard to uh, like sitting here now. You know, we're, this is a Skype-based radio show that we do. So all I'm doing is looking into. A laptop screen but when you've got cameras and lights on you and, and you know it's uh it's a lot going on and you can also hear <laughs> stuff going on in the in your earpieces and yeah you know someone moves you you look and it it doesn't make for, for good tv but
1: um i gotta yeah. tell you this gotta tell you so i met up with uh, mate nav uh in the course of the week went out on friday for, for a bit of lunch and chat about football and he watched the performance and he said Obviously, it's the first time he'd seen you, Joe, and he's always used to your brash persona on on the on air. And he said he was shocked at how sort of timid and nervous you look sitting on that sofa.
3: Oh, I oh, wasn't. I, so you, you, a, a couple of people <laughs> said that to me. Said that to me, but I, I honestly wasn't. I'll tell you what it was. I, you know the microphone they give you. You know that little box.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: She stuck it <laughs> on me, oh. on, on me, Uh-oh. above me pocket. So when I sat down, me belly was. Squ- like sticking yeah. into it and i was like it was hurting uh, me so much that i could yeah, hardly yeah. breathe I, honestly i asked lucy and nick that as soon as we went to a break i was like hey get this out of me side can i stick it in my pocket but um but yeah after that but and, and also it's uh that sofa isn't as big as what it looks
4: it isn't is it no not so. very, very cozy looking for three of you by the
3: I'll way i'll what yeah the four the f- <laughs> three of you lot when you was on it you you Al. me, me
1: albert and terence that was i mean terence Terrence looked thin and he was very that all, happy about that, that almost must have been man love that was an experience i tell you that much it's nice to get close to the guys but uh, <laughs> <Back>. <laughs> that close. uh no you, obviously you just want to say on air i say uh the the boat that the gel nick and lucy did an absolutely fantastic job representing the show and uh, being very very entertaining guests as well so cheers yeah. for that and make Take sure you kids.
3: Remember, are we going to give Cape Town Kev a, a, a little bit oh, of a... Of course, a, a Kem,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, did
3: he came on, he came on, he, he was done. on the telly, we was all watching him, and he turned around and said, they said, what do you think the score will be? And he said, 4-1. Yeah. So
1: See, Kev, well
3: done, Cape Town I know, there you go. This, what, what this it needed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's been Somewhere.
1: something of a uh, fan TV superstar. He's on there quite a lot these days. He's He's on there more than we are.
4: <laughs> Full well, disclosure, Kev, by the way, I was off at that spot and Kev took it. So well done,
1: Kev. Oh, well, you've lost it now, mate. Nah, he's too good. Nice better
4: than i ever be. So
3: and Lucy plugged uh, Terence. Terence's uh, red and red and blue army. Um, yeah, very got very me, well.
4: Got
3: you, yeah, she did. Well done, Patrick. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's,
3: it's good. It's good. It's, it's good fun. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm looking forward to going back there again.
1: Yeah, as I, I certain, as I said, I before on a, on a couple of the shows, it's it's a very very new show, but I really like what they're doing. It's, you know, I, I was talking again, talking in, in the week about this. It's people. I, I don't know about you, but people I, I find myself and, and other people I speak to a little bit fed up with the same old generic stuff. You know, this ex-footballer talking about stuff but he hasn't really watched any of the mm-hmm. games or anything like that. When you get real fans on, you know they've watched the games, they know they've analysed the players. And when they're when they're passionate enough to be on a TV show talking about it, you know they know their stuff. So, I thought I think it's a really good show that's gonna it's gonna go far and it's, it's well, very very a, enjoyable.
3: He's a scouser, isn't he, Toby Tarrant? He loves well, it. yes, Bobby slash Reading. Yeah, well, I saw I, I tweeted him earlier and said, "Do you want to come on our radio?" You know, for the before the Liverpool game, and he favoured it so, or he liked be, it so. Be that, that'll be good. That'll be yeah, to get uh, Chris Tarrant's son on, will be will be good. And he's a tall lad, isn't he? 6'6". 6'5", 6'6", yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a little bit hurt because there was a a guy from Paris called Pierre uh, talking about the Champions League who was um, 6'7". So, uh, on there. He he felt intimidated because he wasn't the tallest person on there.
1: I've I've got a mate who's about 6'9 and a half and he gets really angry with other tall people around. He won't have it. If there's anyone taller than him, he's just he's just unsettled anyway this is probably the sort of stuff we could do our sorry everyone <laughs> hope you've enjoyed the show today thank you very much for listening and do download the podcast for the extra content thanks to all the panel and the production team as well and we'll see you next week and uh, don't forget the preview show during the course of the week as well bye cheers
4: bye, bye. bye.
1: I'm here still with the with the team. Just finished the recording. What a wonderful recording it was! But we're going to sort of spend our time uh, letting Joe solidly take Alex to task over the Paul Scull's comment.
3: <laughs> uh, no, no. All I was saying was, it, 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 Al, if you were sitting next to me, we were on a sofa <laughs> doing this in a nice sort of." I'd have bundled you for turning not. around and saying, "I'm telling you now, I want to jumps on you." You can't <laughs> compare skulls to punching. i tell you, listen to this. I, I read this thing. I've read it a few times. But when Cristiano Ronaldo moved to Real Madrid, all the players come up to him at various stages and said, how good is punching? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, how good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <he ain't> <laughs> <really>. <laughs> <laughs> how good is
3: all skulls? And he says, put it this way. He could hit." From like seventy yards. He used to hit dummies with with balls from seventy yards. Mm. He is he said he is the best player he's ever seen. Now for Ronaldo, who is one of the best players ever played the game. And he turned around and said the skulls won so i'm just i know i'm only taking the piss a little bit but you know it's <laughs> you can't compare of all the people to compare him to someone that's won the european cup and everything you can't compare him to him
2: I'm of course sorry. not in terms of a sure ability of course not but in terms of the type of player they are i think they're very similar players in terms of the progression from in into in their careers you know how Punchin started off uh, as that skullsy type player off the striker and then dropped back a bit towards the Punch- end of his
1: career Joe, if you were sitting, next, if you were sitting next to him, Joe, uh, when he said this, you had in one hand you had uh, like a wet sponge, <laughs> and in the other, and the other hand you had uh, a cheese grater. Which would you apply to his face? <laughs> it's his nose. My nose. Did you try to get something else, please? <laughs> <laughs> It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Planning for your next trip?